Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash. A real quick intro from me this week with lots to go through. Um, if you're on Twitter, make sure you give us a follow at Two Toms, One Ash. We're looking to be a little bit more active on there as well as being available for anyone if you do want to reach out to us. Um, and if you haven't already, please do leave a comment and a rating on whatever platform that you do listen to us on as well. Right, that is it from me this week. On we go. Evening, gents. Here we are, back again. Just just five days out from our draft. So, um, so yeah, season seems to take forever. But, but finally, we're just about here for, for draft. And then, obviously, the season starting next week. Um, Scully, how are you, mate? Had a good... Good few weeks since we last spoke. Yeah, good pal. Cheers. Good summer. Just uh, looking forward to the kids going back to school next week. But uh, yeah, all good. You? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a long old a long old six weeks, even when you are working and, and trying to get and trying to stay out of the way, should I say? But, um, but yeah, all good. Charlie, how are you? Yeah, good. Lot of work to stay out of the house. Of all the of course kids you are. School. It's bank holiday yesterday. Of you know working. it. <laughs> Can't turn down double bubble. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, well, um, yeah, jam packed episode this week, so we'll we'll crack on. Um, Scully, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick you out as the uh, the film film buff out of the well three of us really. Who's your favourite, Jake and Elwood? What? Who's your favourite, Jake and Elwood? Come on. Children Hall? Nah, Jake and Elwood. Blue Don't know what you're about, Paul. All right. Um, I had you nailed on for knowing anything like that. Mate, sorry. No, completely over. Oh, well, well, this first segment, the, the News Brothers, has, uh, has absolutely been ruined by that lack of, lack of first name Blues Brother knowledge. Anyway, so a bit of pre-season news that we'll rattle through, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll just have a quick chat through. So, so first off, let's start with the Jets and the Jets being on hard knocks, and you can't move from talking about the Jets this off-season uh, right from the start. To be fair, so so Charlie, talk to me about the Jets. I guess either watching hard knocks or Aaron Rodgers signing, signing Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall back from injury, the receiving core. Pick any little bit you want out of any of that, but um, but yeah, what excites you about this season for the Jets? I think the fact that they're just now, they seem to have got every aspect that they need to do. Um, it's difficult because whenever you watch a, a team on hard knocks, you 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 have a little bit of a soft spot them, or I certainly do have a bit of a soft spot for them for the rest of the season. You root for them. Um, I think this year, genuinely, they, they could be Super Bowl contenders. Um, the fact that they've got Rogers in there and and just watching what he does, um, we were talking about it before. The fact that he's on the sideline and he's reading what players do, um, the little snippet that we saw of the, uh, I think it was a was it a Giants in in uh, where they had the two teams training together and he he knows the players not coming, tells him to uh, to move out of the way. Like it's hilarious to watch. But the guy's an absolute machine. Like he can just read the game so well, and I just think they've got so many bases covered. So uh, yeah, I, excited to see what they can do, uh, and I, and I do genuinely think that they could be Super Bowl contenders this year. Yeah, it's real cliche, isn't it? But on paper, they do look like 
that they're the team. I know it's a very difficult, very tough AFC, but you've got one of the best defences in the league. You've got, what was a kind of um, rookie defensive player of the year, uh, rookie offensive player of the year on there, plus Rodgers, plus Dalvin Cook, plus a host of other veterans that they've added. Um, yeah, looking looking good so far. And I think for fantasy, you could probably pick any one of those players and whether it's a different one each week or if one hits and they're going to stay consistent with it, um, I can see a lot of Jets players going going in the in the first probably eight rounds really of our draft, especially. Moving on to uh, another team, another team in the AFC East. So the Patriots. Um, so they're less exciting, I guess. But Zeke's ended up with the Patriots. So Scully, uh, what do you make of that? Um, anything, anything for Ramondre? Anything for the Patriots overall with that? Not really sure. I thought it was a. A strange one. I mean, I don't know what he's going to bring to to that offense. I don't. I mean, Stevenson for me is still probably the number one back. I still think Stevenson's got a lot of uh, fantasy value as well. I'm just not sure what Zeke means at the moment to to any team. How he's going to be used in that offense. So um, yeah, it's not really something that I've I've thought about um, or considering drafting him at all in, in fantasy but still big on Andre Stevenson and um, I'd, I'd certainly be looking at to draft him no no changes there with that acquisition do you think it lowers his potential having Zeke there I still think I agree with you uh, I still think he's going to be the primary um, but do you think he could potentially take away from what was just a solid one running back th- three down back and he's going to do everything to, to now potentially sharing, I, I would imagine maybe goal line opportunities could be when Zeke comes in just to power through. So potentially taking that touchdown upside away from Stevenson. I mean, his last snap was under centre, weren't it? So I'd be more worried if I were Mac Jones, if he were taking my job. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's going to bring. It just, it depends, I guess, what what Zeke's going to turn up. Is it the, the one from four or five years ago? Is it the the one that's been non-real existent in a in a Dallas offense that does run does run the ball for the last few years. So I, I don't know. I don't know. For me, if it devalues Stevenson, it's slightly, but I'd still not hesitate in taking Stevenson. Yeah, same. I think Zeke's Zeke's got pretty lucky with where he's landed. I mean, they're not the Patriots as they were. A decade ago, but um, but still to land in somewhere like that, that is a situation where they probably do run it a fair amount, a lot more than some other teams. Then, and he's done well, but but agreed, not too much fantasy implication either way. Um, next up, Charlie. So James Cook, James Cook. Uh, I know I was talking him up a lot last season, and turned out to be not a lot really. Whether that was to 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 kind of stay off him for for the regular season, then played him a little bit more in the playoffs, but but not a great deal last season. But he's looking like a clear RB1 and can do everything, whether it is kind of run, catching out the back, whether it's Josh Allen wanting to pass a little bit more to his running backs or handoff. But how do you see him, Charlie? Do you see him higher up the draft board this season? I think he's going to go higher than he has done previously, but I'm still a little bit wary. He's somebody that I've looked to draft later on um, as like an RB3, uh, possibly an RB4. But I I think... comes down the the concerns come down to it with looking at what Singletary did last year because Singletary was supposed to be a catching back and 
he didn't get as anywhere near as many catches as was predicted because Josh Allen doesn't dump off to running back. If if the play breaks down, Josh Allen runs. So I I can't see Josh Allen changing his game to suit uh, Cook to, and and to make Cook anything more um, exciting than what we've had previously with a, a Bills running back. So I'm not massively hyped on him. I don't. I don't think he's going to fly up the rankings uh, and finish sort of a top ten, uh, top fifteen running back. Um, there's a little snippet for you when he uh, smashes it this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't see that happening. But I do think he will be. I think. I think he'll get the work. He, he's a clear RB one for him. So he, he's he's somebody I would love to pick up in the later rounds. I think you've hit nail on Ed with what you said about Josh Allen. It all comes down to what what Josh Allen does. And I'm not sure what the Bills' identity is. I know we spoke about it a little bit last season, but what their identity is as an offense, because when the play starts to break down, Josh Allen tries to do something on his own. And last year, that didn't work for him that often. He threw quite a lot of interceptions, which were bit out of character for him last season but it tend to kind of keep keep going in that direction all last season so they need to do something they need to get a little bit more of an identity and I guess play to the strengths which is Josh Allen but he needs to trust other people he does need to dump it off to a running back if you've got someone as talented as um, him in the him in the backfield um, they've got this Dalton Kincaid now that uh, looks um, a bit like a bit of a talent is the next Travis Kelsey apparently so hopefully that opens his options up and um, and obviously he's still got digs but yeah I, th- I think Tom's right it just depends on what what Josh Allen does or decides to do um, but yeah James Cook like him as a prospect just um, yeah not sure yeah well nice for me to hear because well because I do like him and uh, so yeah, probably probably even if it's a round or two slightly higher than you two, then um, then hopefully that will be someone that I can pick up. And I guess we'll touch on strategies towards the end. But um, but yeah, picking up a, r- a running back like that, probably an RB two for me in that range. Then uh, then yeah, I will be looking at him. And here's a bigger snippet. I don't think the Bills will make the playoffs this year. Um, not in that, not coming out of that division either. But um, but I said that about the Chiefs last year, and uh, and yeah, that that worked out. Well, uh, Scully, uh, back over to you <laughs> and let's talk about Cade York. So Cade York uh, drafted uh, pretty highly by the Browns and drafted pretty highly by you last year. Um, thoughts on him? I mean, we'll always have that, that field goal against Carolina to beat Baker the game one last, last year and... We'll always thank him for that, but after that, it was just a, a downward spiral. Um, I'd, I, honestly, I'd, I'm lost for words at how how bad he was and how much everybody wanted him to be a success. He he was the the kicker that was going to change the the fortune in in Cleveland. Uh, so many games last uh, in the last few years have been lost by a, a, a field goal and we were hoping that was going to change last year by drafting the the best kicker out of college uh, the best kicker in the draft um, 
the best kicker in penalty LSU history. Apparently, he was meant to be brilliant. Everything about him seemed good, and it just didn't work out. And I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I was. I, and I've been texting the group uh, <laughs> on on how many how many field goals he's missed this preseason. And obviously, it's just it's just not worked. We brought a new special teams coach in. That's not worked. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, like I said, that game against the the Eagles, where he had uh, preseason, where um, he had the opportunity to to win the game. Yeah, it's only a preseason game, but he takes a field goal and it goes wide right. I want to say, uh, but the Eagles jumped, so he gets a five yard forwards and gets to take it again, and then he misses it wide left. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, um, and then he missed one again against the Chiefs. Um, and the, and if you can't do it in pre-season, where the pressure's relatively off you, he's not going to be able to do it in, in big games. And he didn't do it in big games last season. He didn't do it in any game last season apart from that that first one against Carolina where that was like, oh, we've got the guy, this is the guy. And unfortunately it didn't work out and I think it's the best decision that we've we've moved him on and we've got some guy from the Chargers so I mean he can only be better surely. Oh yeah I mean yeah with, with how often that they kicked last season definitely um but literally the definition of you've got one job and yeah I agree you can't you can't do it then there then yeah move on don't waste any time on on that one player on Cade York. My biggest uh, disappointment with that is that the Browns have let him go. <laughs> Because he, he could have just trumped it and really ruined the rest of the season for him. What a shame. What a shame. Uh, who else? Uh, all right, Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield in the last week or so has been announced uh, officially as the book starter, which I guess was was on the cards really for most of the off-season, but now official. Charlie, uh, make any difference to to that book's offence? Um to whether you might draft any of him. I guess they got some stud receivers. Um, but Baker Mayfield thrown to him make any difference? Not particularly the fact that it's Baker Mayfield. I think more that it's set in stone so they know who's going to be throwing to him. Um, we, we know what Baker Mayfield is. We, we know what he's going to do. He's going to have inconsistencies. Uh, but that's going to be him. If he throws an interception, that's going to be him that it affects in terms of his fantasy score. I still think you've got a couple of um, superstar wide receivers. Um, Evans has done it before, uh, and I think he's done it with not particularly great quarterbacks. I don't. I, I think Mayfield is a good quarterback. He, he's he's not a great quarterback, but he can certainly throw a deep ball. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it's not really raised his potential, but I think it's given me a little bit more thought into those Tampa Bay receivers that, um, yeah, they could be used. Uh, yeah. and, and, and maybe the the uh, running back as well. Why potentially for him to dump off? I think he's got quite... I think I heard uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to, that Baker has quite a high dump off percentage as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it brings that into into fruition as well. I think that might be something that I'd look at. Absolutely. Again, you've, you've hit nail on the head and that's why he could have been so successful and, and he was so successful in that one year that we got to the playoffs in um, in Cleveland. 
is because he's so effective in the play action. And with handing it off to Chubb or then obviously play action and, and throwing the ball, is that's where he's effective. That's where he can really drive drive your offense and get you upfield. And that's what they're tending to do in, in Tampa Bay. They're going to, it seems like they are running that offense a lot more with that. And I think coming back to fantasy, it will bring more value to the running back with him being the quarterback. Um, you're not going to be drafting Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. No, I don't think anybody's going to be going to be taking him. It doesn't make him a top 10, top 12, even top 15 quarterback for fantasy value. Uh, but the running back, I think, will benefit from the scheme that they will play with Baker Mayfield under centre. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I guess win or lose for the books. It's more entertaining when when uh, when Baker's at quarterback. So hopefully, hopefully he's still there in place when we are in Tampa watching him against the Eagles. Obviously, hope when Eagles win. But regardless, if Baker's there, then uh, then yeah, calls for some entertainment. Uh, and lastly, on this one, uh, so the news as of just a few days ago, actually, Josh Jacobs has signed that one-year deal. So Scully, how does that sit for you? The last year's rushing leader um, signs a one-year deal back with the Raiders. Um, which means now that we can still draft him, and there's no uncertainty anymore. Um, but where are you drafting him? Second round? End of the first, oh. maybe? Where are you going? I think if you're taking a running back in, in the first round, you, you're you not going to pass on him, are you? Really? Would either of you? I think there's a, there's a, there's a, probably a handful of running backs that are there, but I, I, he's, he's, he's what? Without working it out too specific, he's probably top six, and there's no one else, no one else at the Raiders. It, Garoppolo's, I know he's going to be throwing it to Devontae Adams, but he's not. He's not got that many other options. Josh Jacobs is the guy. I think you're taking him high. If if he's there early second round, is you, you're definitely taking him. But if he's there mid to mid to end of the the first round, I think you. You're going to be taking him because the the usual probably wide receivers are going to go at the at the top of the draft. Um, I, th- I think he's he's first or second running back off the board, my opinion. I think that's a bit high for me. I, I, I wouldn't be taking him on the turn second round for me, my draft position, and I don't think he makes it to me as a third round at at 3.7. I, I think his a solid draft position for him is sort of end of the second, beginning of the third for me. I, I think I don't think he makes it to the third. I think most of the time, end of the second. But um, I, I think that with who is available at running back, just purely based on the fact that he hasn't he hasn't trained, he's not he's been set out. I, I, is he going to come back at full fitness and and be able to hit the ground running um, from week one? We'll see. Were you second before him at running back? I can't tell you that. <laughs> come on, five days out. He's not giving stuff like that away. Unbelievable. Okay, so short and sweet, I'm Roger Goodell, and with the first overall pick in the 2023 fantasy draft, Charlie, you're selecting? I've got to go Austin Eckler. 
Austin Eckler, 101. So so this is just hypothetical because none of us are picking first overall. I'm the, I'm the earliest picking fifth. But, but Charlie, so you're first overall and, and, well, hypothetically picking Austin Eckler. Schooling? That's one of the uh, running backs then that is taken over Jacobs. At least we got something <laughs> out of him. There we go. So we know if Eckler's there, 107 is is uh, gone. Um, and, and then the end. So just for the other side, then Scully, unless it is is the same person, who are you picking overall, number one? I'd be taking Travis Kells. Wow. And I, know, and, I, and I know it's reaching, but there's no one else better than him at his position at all in the draft. And he's not going to be there past mid-first round, I don't think. I think he's going mid-first round. So he's definitely not going to go back to me at the end of the second round if um, if I'm drafting one overall. So uh, I'd take him just so that I've got him because I think every other position, you're going to get value up and, up and down the list. But uh, at tight end, he is by far... The, the best player at that position. He, I don't think he even... I, I don't think it's a reach because if you're if you're one hundred and one and you want Kelsey, you are not picking him up end of the second, are you? So if you want Kelsey, I, I don't think it's a reach. I don't think it's a bad pick. I've done quite a few mock drafts where he's gone first overall. I, I, I do think it's a good pick. So so I'll argue against then. So obviously, like there's. there's... It's undeniable how good he is and, and what a point monster he is at tight end. But first overall, you've got the choice of everyone. You've got the choice of Eckler. You've got the choice of McCaffrey, Jefferson, the other popular ones that high up. Kelsey, what is he now? 33? Nearly 34? I guess at some point, is this media podcast live taking over for him? Is there going to be some sort of decline? Are the Chiefs going to have to pivot a little bit and start actually using their receivers? Um, obviously, there's no sign of it last season. Two Super Bowl championships now that they may be going another direction. For the sake of second round, you pick up, or even third round, you could pick up Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, someone else. I'd no, I'd still, I'd take him, I'd take him first. Like you said, uh, there's no sign of him declining. There were no sign of him last year, but there were talks about him potentially declining, and, and he didn't. He got even better. And he's still got Mahomes thrown to him. So there's still no other receiver within that team as well as good as him. There's not many receivers in the league as good as him. I mean, so, no, for me, I'm, I'm, I'd, take, I'd be taking him number one overall. Uh, yeah, you can argue for, for Austin Eckley. You can argue for Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or, or all, these, all these players. But I just think he's by far the best player at his position. So, um, and like I said, he's, he's an absolute point monster. So uh, he's, he's going to guarantee uh, those those points way over any other tight end that you're going to be facing each week or more a lot more often than not. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be taking him first overall. Yeah. I think it's interesting yeah. that me and you have both gone for a non-wide receiver because this year... Uh, a lot of drafts are wide receiver heavy because of the injury proneness of running backs where previously it's been running backs off the board early doors. Um, so I think it's interesting both me and you going against the grain and not going for a wide receiver. Um, yeah, we'll see if Ash breaks that. 
<laughs> well, well, I guess going on, I suppose Kelsey, if he is getting old, if that is one slight on him, maybe it's not as if he's always had blistering pace that is going to slow down. Like he doesn't need to, does he? He's, he's just catching everything inside the 20 yard line, which will only mean points regardless, even if it was less volume throughout the rest of the field. So, so fair dues. Um, but I guess Eckler's, Eckler's probably another one then that's, Again, not old by any stretch of the imagination, but he's been doing it now for a number of years. And will it come a time that he's just had so many rushing attempts that it's just going to wear him down a little bit? He's obviously a little bit unhappy, whether it's with the contract situation. Um, But I was even reading something earlier on today, and I think 38 touchdowns he's had in the last two seasons. That's unbelievable. And and from from what it looks like from the outset, from pre-season and based on the back end of last season, the Chargers' offense should be even more high-powered this season. So, 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 why are you picking Eckler number one? I think main mainly for his the touchdown upside is is obviously there. Even if you get a bit of a drop off with that, the fact we're in a full PPR league, um, just purely is catching the the amount of catching that he uh, the amount of opportunities he gets to make catches, uh, the dump offs that he gets. I think he's just a full, in terms of fantasy, for a running back, the ideal is a hard runner who can run the ball, but he's also an unbelievable pass catcher. The fact he plays fantasy football, picks himself, drafts himself, and wants to to win his leagues, uh, he he ain't going to slow down. Um, Yeah, for me, it's just a bit of a no-brainer. I I know the, the, the talk around injuries, the fact he's getting on a little bit, but yeah, I still think in terms of running backs, he is, along with Christian McCaffrey, the ideal running back for fantasy. And I think it's those two as real standalone um, as to who the best running backs are. There you go, Scully. There's another one there for you to take over, Jacobs. But you put him, you put him above McCaffrey. Yes. Okay. Purely okay. based on the. Uh, quarterback situation and other weapons that the 49ers have got as opposed to uh, the charges. You were a game changer for me last season when I traded uh, Allen for him partway through or quite early on in the season. He, um, it, it was a trade that went, definitely went in my favour. It would just guarantee points every every week. And we talked about it, didn't we, last season? It weren't really much through his carries. It were more, as Tom said, through the air. He's more of a wide receiver anyway than he is a running back. So uh, I'd, agree, I'd agree with Tom. It's a good pick. No, no, good shouts. And and I think unlike real-life football, like, like the Bears and Panthers this season, there's no way that either of you two will be trading at all to get that number one pick. So, um, so yeah, so those those picks are safe and sound out of our hands. And, uh, and yeah, let's wait till Sunday and, and see who it actually is. Are you uh, are you giving us yours? We're not we're not giving our game away here, and you get away scot free. <laughs> uh, I'd go Jefferson. I'd go Jefferson. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a bunch of receivers maybe there that are much much of a muchness um, dependent on on quarterback play, but I think Jefferson seems to be total package on that offense. Based on last season, what is he coming into his fourth season? I think third, fourth season. Um, yeah, injuries aside, he's nailed on wide receiver one. You get mine. 
That's the boring pick. <laughs> but everyone, everyone, the right one. The right, the right <laughs> pick, but the boring one. <laughs> Goalie, chance to redeem yourself. Film question number two. Your favourite Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan film? Harry Met Sally? Oh my nope. god. I, oh, okay. You got some homework as well didn't, as. Didn't research. you call him the film expert? If your dad's listening Sleepless to Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Nope. <laughs> No, he doesn't get anything with an American city the, name that I might be. I think they've been together on a lot of films, haven't they? That's probably not the... Mm, okay. Uh, no, so the answer is uh, You've Got Mail. All right, which, is, which, is a, which was a beautiful segue into this section where we've got mail. We've got, we've got a question from, uh, from, from friend of the pod, Mr. Middleton. Um, and, and if anyone else wants to wants to tweet in at two toms one ash, then feel free to tweet in any sort of questions, comments, anything else like that. Uh, hopefully, we can we can kind of redo this section. But but Middy's asking us, so he's given us four players and wants to know if these players are worth picking up or they're going to be busts. So Charlie, uh, number one that he's asked for is Miles Sanders. So now with the Panthers. Um, is it, and I say, is it worth drafting him? I'm sure we'll all draft him, even if it's in the 15th round. But is it worth picking him up, or is he going to be a bust in Carolina? Uh, yeah, he's worth picking up. They've got a rookie quarterback, although they don't tend to use running backs. But if they're going to use a running game, take a bit of pressure off the quarterback, then yeah, potentially. Um, he's not someone I'd be desperate to pick up, but. Yeah, he'd be worth a shot later rounds if he's uh, if he's available then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the situation he's in um, could be favourable, couldn't it? Uh, next one up, uh, Scully, Kenny Walker at Seattle. I'd take him still. Yeah, was he yeah. at him last last season? And I think he did pretty well, didn't he? In his rookie, rookie year, traded him to me. I think I might, yeah, I think I traded him pretty pretty early. It was one of them where. I went all in on rookies, and then because they didn't perform in the first two weeks, I got itchy feet and, and got rid, stupidly. But uh, but no, I really like him. I think he's uh, explosive. I think he's um, is a di- an extra dimension to um, that what we're calling him now, three-headed monster of a wide receiver core. Um, yeah, no, I like him. I'd be I'd be definitely picking up his. Depending where you go, first couple of rounds, you wide your running back one, or if you go a bit earlier, running back, then he's he's definitely a running back two option. But I like him a lot. Good, good, good. I like that. Um, Charlie, back to you and uh, and Jonathan Taylor, which again, as it stands, still still seeking a trade, but hasn't been traded anywhere just yet. Um, so so yeah, I mean, where are you drafting him? I'm not. I wouldn't touch him. Uh, I don't want anything to do with him, unless he unless he falls to say a stupid position, say like sixth, seventh round, um, where you've all. You, I'm hoping I will have already picked up a, an RB one. Um, he's he is a very skilled player. Um, he, he's shown what he can do, but that 
that situation there is is uh, is awful. The fact that that he's, there's mention of him potentially being traded out to um, wherever, it, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't want anything to do with with him this year. Um, I haven't drafted him at any point in any draft, but mid eight, feel free to pick him up in the first. <laughs> yeah, draft all these mid in the first round. That that would be great. Uh, and and Scully, Tyler Algier, so obviously behind Bijan Robinson now, which is a rookie. So whether he starts as as RB one entirely from week one, who knows? But what do you think? So this is the one that I ended up with as my RB three slash slash two, and it was a little bit inconsistent. But uh, as a player, I really like him, and um, I think he could be could be really good in what is starting to be building something in, in Atlanta through through that young offense that they're, they're starting to put together. Obviously, Bijan Robinson is going to be the, the number one back, but he's also going to be used a lot in the um, in the passing game as well. So I think that they will use an alternate between between the two. He's very, very talented, um, very explosive. He does a lot of the running from, from deep, I think, um, mid- Mid to late rounds again as your RB three slash two if you if you're really scratching for for an RB two but uh, yeah another player that I like yeah good and, and yeah I agree kind of these mid mid rounds um, are spot on for for most of these really um, but onto his running back partner like you say really Bijan Robinson um, Charlie is he is he above Josh Jacobs in your rankings no comment. And that's that. Thanks for listening. Uh, best of luck in your respective leagues this season, uh, unless you're in mine. And listen out for next week's episode to find out who made our rosters and whether or not we're actually happy about it. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I don't fucking know that either. <laughs>